Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. Lino, I have before, when we've talked oh. about science, talked about our track record. And, uh, oh, no, it's just a track record that without... Um, <laughs> without Caroline. Caroline yeah. has been... Yep. Ooh, interesting. Yes, and, uh, but... Fun, yes, totally, totally fun. And as and it, as the uh, and as the little tagline at the end of most Star Trek movies says, the adventure continues. And so you and I, exactly, <laughs> you and I will dare to continue the adventure of talking about science. <laughs> and I've got a brief one. Yes, I've got a brief one today. And uh, you know, Lino, we've we've talked about concrete and mushrooms and melting robots yep. and things like that. And yes, I mean, who, yes. who doesn't love a good robot story, right? So uh, let's <laughs> let's do that. But before we do, I actually wanted to share a little bit of listener feedback, Lino, because I thought the science segment would, would be the right time to do this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we do. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because not only have we talked about those topics I mentioned, but we've also talked about, as you know, magpies. And I was a bit surprised by how much feedback on Discord, like the discussion that the Magpie discussion started. I saw a little bit of that to see what you're saying about it. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so just a few comments that that came up. One person said, it "Reminds me of a Bluey episode." Also, I get, and I, I had to Google this right. There's actually a Bluey episode about a magpie <laughs> in a tree does a bit of sweeping. Yep. Said, so, um, also, okay. um, I okay. guess I always thought of magpies as North American birds. They are pretty much the unofficial uh, state bird of Colorado, but I guess they live all over the world. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually had no idea that there were, were American magpies, but they're very different from ours. They don't have the aggressive tendencies that they have uh, in Australia. <laughs> so another said, yeah, Australia, okay. yeah, Australia okay. has its own particular species of magpie. It's not even uh, a corvid like the other magpies. Once again, I'm reminded that Australia is weird. Yep, certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, another comment. Wait, what? I entirely assumed that it was the same kind of bird. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking that it's strange the Aussie magpie swoop. Learns it from the Bluey episode too. While I've never seen seen one here doing that, guess that explains it. Uh, and so I reshared mm-hmm. the um, the magpie alert website that I shared in our in our last episode. Okay, and cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. and one of them said in the US they just raid picnic tables. And I said, uh, and I said we've got seagulls for that. We got seagulls yeah. for that. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. the last comment I'll share is this one. It says anecdotally, at least according to that site, and he's referring to the um the website that I shared. It says ten percent of magpie attacks end in injury. It says they sound worse than drop bears, mm. which I think is the, uh, for me is the, <laughs> yep, that, that's the comment of the, uh, of the section for me. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. They drop bears. Yeah. I love it. There, there was a question like, um, you know, can you, you know, shoo them away with sticks or whatever? And I said, I wouldn't dare. Um, and then I wouldn't know. And I shared, um, that, you know, you can actually try and befriend certain types of magpies and, and then shared some advice on, on that I've seen anyway. Mm. So, so there you go. Yes. Yeah. yes so yes, I'm, yes. I'm glad that the magpie segment resonated. That was good. So I wasn't surprised, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But now I'd like to go back some, to some ter- territory that's safe for you and me, Lino. 
Let's talk about ro- robots. <laughs> right, so, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Here so we go. I thought this one was actually really cool. It's called, and this is from technology.org. I've seen it in a few different sites. And this was actually posted, this one was posted today at time of recording, which is two weeks ago for those who are listening. Hmm. It says, researchers at the University of Washington have developed small robotic devices that can change how they move through the air by snapping into a folded position during their descent. That's right. They've created battery-free robots that use origami to change shape in midair. So there we go. <laughs> origami robots, people. That's where we're going today with this. Uh, now, Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's great. So um, now I will say that on this website, there's a two-minute video that you can watch which shows these things in action. And it's really cool because they have um, yep. these two vertical wind tunnels. They're small wind tunnels. Okay. And they have a robot configured to to float and one not to float. And they show how it changes its shape using origami okay. uh, so that it can suddenly float, right? So, which is really cool. It says that these are um, robotic micro flyers. They're dropped from a drone and they use what's called Miuri Ori origami. Now, you need to look this up because it's very, very hard to explain, but is very cool as well. But they use that type of origami <laughs> fold to switch from tumbling and dispersing outward through the air to dropping straight to the ground. To spread out the flyers, the researchers control the timing of each device's transition using a few methods, including an onboard pressure sensor, which estimates the altitude, an onboard timer, yep. or a Bluetooth signal, because everything is better with Bluetooth, Leo. Yeah, yeah. everything is better with Bluetooth, yeah. <laughs> everything is better with Bluetooth, yeah. These uh, robotic micro flyers weigh 400 milligrams, which is about that is light, half as heavy as as a nail, apparently. Half as a nail. Yeah, that's very light. And they can travel the distance of a football field when dropped 40 meters um, in a light breeze. Okay, cool. Each device, yeah, each device has an onboard battery free actuator, a solar power harvesting circuit, and a controller to trigger these shape changes in midair. The microflyers also carry onboard sensors to survey temperature, humidity, and other conditions while soaring. So these are pretty smart little robots. You have to look at a picture of them. They're actually really, really cool. You can see the folds. Mm. Um, they're not made of paper. They're made of another kind of bendable, shapeable material. But you can see yes, the folds. And, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't actually yeah, exactly roll right. the circuitry on a piece of paper. But he says, and there, there is a photo that zooms in to show the circuitry as well. So that it, shows, it says here that the circuits are assembled and patterned directly into the flexible material that makes up the microflyers. Mm. And you can see an image. And believe me, this, this is really cool to look at. You have to check it out. Yep. Yeah, so it says here, using the one of the senior authors, Vikram uh, uh, Ilya from uh, the University of Washington, says using origami opens up a new design space for micro flyers. We combine the Muriori fold, which is inspired by geometric pattern folds in leaves with power harvesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're like leaves, right? Mm. I think maple leaves or elm leaves is what they were shaping it on. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it uses power harvesting and tiny actuators to allow our flyers to mimic the flight of different leaf types in midair. In its unfolded mm. state, our origami structure tumbles chaotically in the wind, similar to an elm leaf. But switching to the mm. folded state changes the airflow around it and enables a stable descent similar to how a maple leaf flies. This highly efficient method allows us to have battery-free control over microfly descent, which was not possible before. So this is really cool, Lido. I mean, like, the, I, honestly, I love this. I can't wait to see more advanced micro flyers that can just change shape like origami <laughs> and stay in the air for, for longer, right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. It says the robotic 
systems overcome several design challenges. The devices, and we've got a dot point list here, are stiff enough to avoid accidentally transitioning to the fold state before the signal. So they can't accidentally refold to the state they were in before. The transition Mm. between Mm. states is rapid. So it happens really quickly. The onboard actuators need only 25 milliseconds to initiate the fold. That is fast. So, that so is. That's how quick is super fast. Yep. So they change shape while untethered from a power source. The microflyer's power harvesting circuit uses sunlight to provide energy to the actuator. So uh solar power. Yeah, so they've got like wow. mini solar they're very small as you'll see, but it's just mini solar very solar small. cells there. Yep. So the current microflyers can only transition in one direction at the moment. So they can't okay. go back. Yep. Um, yep. so they can go from tumbling to falling. Um, so, you know, controlled falling. The switch allows yeah. researchers to control the descent of multiple microflyers at the same time. So they're dispersed in different directions on the way down. The researchers said future devices will be able to transition in both directions. This added functionality will allow for more precise landings in turbulent wind conditions. Mm-hmm. So there it is, Lino. Controlled, future <sighs> controlled microflyers that use origami folds to go from tumbling to just falling. What do you reckon? Oh, that is amazing. Um, like you said, are these things, what is it, what do they say? Uh, ejected or, um, d- dispatched from a drone. They're dropped from a drone, that, yes. Is that correct? Yep. From a drone. So not only do you have a drone that can, um, look it around. Yep. You can have these little microflies flying around, but much later on in the future, they may even be able to send, um, communication and mm-hmm. information. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more, the positive way. Yeah. Please. Not the robots you taking know, people, over not, Yeah. No, no, not, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying it's positive as well, but maybe the military may be using it, but yeah. that, that's beside the point. Yeah. What I'm thinking about is more for, um, looking at a, an area for, you know, um, harvesting and, um, looking for, um, great cultural, multicultural, uh, grounds to, yeah. you know, plant things. Yeah. Research you know? and all kinds of, you know, yeah. Exactly. Research. Yeah. 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 Like, could we, exactly. could we, for exactly. example, have, in the future, a high atmosphere, but not space, you know, but just high in the atmosphere robot mm. that could mm. continuously float using solar power and change its shape. Yep. Now it's getting kind of scary. Yes. But like, you know, for example, to no, you know, um, no. to monitor, for example, changing weather, ground conditions. Exactly. Be exactly. used for monitoring emergency situations and providing, you know, up-to-date exactly. information. There's these future yes. applications, I mean, making it larger will be a challenge, but still, they, I mean, clearly they've become, they've come this far. So there's, and they want to be able to make it change shape from one to the other. Exactly. So, I mean, it could adapt to different conditions mm, using mm, sensors mm. And, and stay continuously in the air for hours, days, maybe even longer in the future. Yeah. Very cool. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking at these circuitries and I work for a company who sell electronic components and all those components look very similar. Yeah. I've shipped those. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We shipped those little ones a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. We're helping them build these. And oh, of course, we're one of the only company where we, there's hundreds of other companies who sell electronic components yeah. for everything like that. But it looks. And unbelievable, yeah. Linz. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love, Lino, that wow. this year, you and I, when we've been in charge of the science topic, we've been able to find something so weird but sciencey and and go with it. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. Look, it, it's, it's a, I, understand, I totally understand where they're coming from yeah. with all this, uh, yeah, with, you know, with yeah. the um, research and everything. But wow. Hopefully wow. they won't be brought down by swooping magpies in Australia. Just saying. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, no. They will be those poor things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, 
Yeah. <laughs> Magpies <laughs> one. Special yeah. Missile. Origami <laughs> robot zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> zero. Yeah. Mm. Okay, guys, All just right. keep him away from the magpies. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, Raising the Bets. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash bets. That's B-E-T-T-S, bets.